We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94. WIP Joe Gillio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you join the show on this Thursday night. Coming up one hour from now. Our buddy Bo Wolf of the Athletic will talk to us. Maybe try to talk me off the ledge a little bit here with this Jalen Hurts stuff. Not throwing a football today in practice. Again, pretty open about being in discomfort and trying to get better here. We talked the other night about uh, worry about Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Uh, the other night we talked about, are you worried? I mean, if you're not worried now, you're either Howard or you're lying to yourself. Because I think everyone's a, a, some level of worried, whether it's panic or worry. We'll talk about that. Bo Wolf coming up at 8. Steve Fezzik, pregame.com at 9. We'll go over the uh, wild card weekend games and his thoughts on the Eagles' path in the NFC. But let's start, because I mentioned path in the NFC. Let's start with this Eagles postseason and really what this means. And I I think there's a lot of ways to look at what the Eagles have accomplished this year. And I think we can say with with pretty strong conviction, they had an incredible regular season. I I don't want to lose sight of that because we are – worried about what the postseason will bring and and we're not sure where Jalen Hurts is and they haven't played their best football last month. All that's true. But this was an incredible postseason, uh, regular season at 14-3. and three. They dominated at times. Think of how many pro bowlers and pro bowl alternates they had. I mean, you, you, we will rank this up with the greatest Eagles teams regular season ever. I mean, that that's the truth. That's how good they were. They scored more points than any team in franchise history. They had 70 sacks. I mean, they were at times the best team in the NFL. That, that's, that is absolutely a fact. They were at times the best team in the NFL. But that was then, this is now. And they have an opportunity in front of them that they can't let slip by. And I, I'm just going to use this phrase. I'm not the first one to use it in terms of talking about a football team, but I, I'll use it for this team. It's Super Bowl or bust now for the Eagles because of the opportunity they have and the reality of this group and the reality of the NFL. Opportunities like this do not come around very often. Years like this don't come around very often. And I don't want to hear in a week or two if something goes wrong. Well, they have a bright future. They may, and they probably do. But there is no guarantees in the NFL. Go back to 2017. I think we probably were saying during that season, well, they have a bright future. How bright was that future in 2017? It was pretty bright. Right, they got to the playoffs a couple more times in a row, 18, 19. They won one more playoff game. One more. That, the la- that group, 2017, so after that, 2018, press to present. One more playoff game. We often think windows are open in the NFL for a long time. They're not. It is, it, it's the biggest fallacy in the NFL, the window stays open for long. Like if you have Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, the window stays open for long. If you don't, the window closes quickly. 
That's the way the NFL works. And the Eagles right now have an enormous amount of things that have lined up for them. Like, if you're talking about, like, five, it's not just one or two things. Like, we've talked about the number one seed a lot the last couple weeks, how important that is. Well, that's just one of many things that have lined up for the Eagles, and they have to, it's almost like, it's almost like a pitcher throwing a meatball over the plate. You better not pop that pitch up. There's a meatball that's been thrown over the plate for the Eagles franchise, and so far, you know, they're, they're facing a pitcher who's throwing a lot of meatballs. Consider that the season. And they've taken advantage of it, but now it's time to hit this home run out of the park. They have to win the Super Bowl. It is Super Bowl or bust. 215-592-9494 to hop in here. So, here's what's gone on this season that none of us could have predicted all of it. I, I mean, some of us may have predicted some of it. But but here's what what's happened. They got a leap out of their quarterback that it was even bigger than I think most of us thought. I thought Jalen Hurts would take a major leap. I said he'd be an MVP candidate. He was even better than I thought he'd be. And it happened at the time where he's still one of the cheapest quarterbacks in the NFL, allowing this roster around him. Look at the Eagles roster. It's not going to be the same next year. Think of it, all the imp- impact free ages they have coming up. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, James Bradbury, Javon Hargrave, Miles Sanders. I mean, it's player after Isaac Samuel, player after player that are important parts of this team are free agents. Jason Kelsey, I think we all realize, is probably about to retire. We went through this last year. He came back. It seemed like a one-year thing. So this team's going to be different. This group will never be the same. I believe this is the most talented team they'll ever be able to have around Jalen Hurts because they're going to pay this guy. You know, whether or not it's it's more than we think, less than we think, how his injuries kind of impact things. He's going to get a lot of money. I mean, guys that play at Jalen Hurts' level this year, they don't come cheap. He's going to be more expensive. The team around him naturally won't have as many veteran star players. That's the way the NFL works. They will never have a roster around Jalen Hurts quite as great as this one. Now, they might have other good teams, but not quite as great as this one. So the free agents, the team will change. Jalen Hurts' contract will change. Thus, the window they have to win within his prime is going to change. Nick Sirianni assembled a really good coaching staff. How long is this staff going to stay together? I mean, you may not want to admit that Jonathan Gannon is good. He is. You may want to be frustrated with Nick, uh, Shane Steichen because he doesn't run the ball enough. He's good. Other teams want these guys. There is a chance they lose both Steichen and Gannon. There's a chance they lose one of Gannon or Steichen. This group's not going to be together very much longer. So they have this really good coaching staff that the rest of the league wants to poach, and we've seen that. Coaches lose their assistants. What happens? We don't have to go back far. Doug Peterson lost Frank Reich, and he never could kind of fill that spot moving forward, and the offense never found that that rhythm again that it had at the end of the 2017 season. And then let's just go to next year, the schedule. You know, I, I know we've gone back and forth this year arguing, like, are they a product of a soft schedule? Are they not? Here is something that we talked about in March, April, May, and we've gone through their whole season. The Eagles were projected, along with the rest of the NFC, to have the easiest schedule in the NFL. Remember that whole thing when all those numbers came out? Easiest schedules this year. NFC East had the easiest schedules. Do you think it's a coincidence three NFC East teams made the playoffs off those easy schedules? I don't. They took advantage of a schedule that really wasn't that difficult. I mean, I don't think it was cupcakes the whole way, but, I mean, look at the teams they played. Look at the quarterbacks they played. It will not be the same next year. Next year, they have a first-place schedule. Next year, on the schedule, the 49ers, the Chiefs, and the Bills. I mean, I'm not, I hope I'm not breaking news on this one. The Eagles are probably not going 14-3 and next year. I mean, like they're not going to go 14-3 and again next season with that schedule. It is almost impossible to fathom them winning this many games again and thus getting a number one seed. And then let's just think about the NFC. 
This reminds me so much of 2017. In 2017, remember Aaron Rodgers got his collarbone broken and he was out for the season? Remember the Cowboys who were really good the year before? They lost Zeke Elliott to a six-game suspension and Tyron Smith got hurt and they weren't the same. They only went 9-7. and seven. The NFC, the Seas parted in 2017 for the Eagles. And the Seas parted again this year in the NFC for the Eagles. Are the Packers going to be as down next year? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not, though. Right? Are the teams like that that were as good as they were the last couple of years, are they going to be as down in the NFC? They might not. They could certainly bounce back next season. So a lot happened in the NFC this year that opened the door to the Eagles being the number one seed. And they took advantage of it. Is it going to be as easy as, you know, kind of lack of resistance in the NFC to be the one seed as it was this year? I don't think so. So it all lines up where they could take advantage of it. And then let's just, let's go over this for a second. Think about the quarterbacks that stand in the Eagles' way right now to win the NFC. Last year, it was Aaron Rodgers at an MVP level. It was Matthew Stafford playing the best ball of his career. It was Kyler Murray healthy before everyone realized he's kind of a loser. It was Tom Brady still at a high level, right? There was a lot in the NFC quarterback-wise last year. This year, let's go through them. Beyond Geo and Hurts, what do we have? We have Brock Purdy. A seventh-round pick who's made five starts. That's the team that people think are going to beat the Eagles. That's the number one. That's the biggest impediment to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, are you serious? Kirk Cousins, who I think when you take him outside of a 1 o'clock start is a well under 500 quarterback. He's a Sunday at 1 during the regular season quarterback, and I like Kirk, but even I could say that. Okay, It's Tom Brady who's kind of a shell of the player was even a year ago. It's Dak Prescott with 15 interceptions in 12 games. It is Geno Smith and Daniel Jones as the last two spots in the postseason. If I had told you before the year, the Eagles are the number one seed, and here's what they have to go through. Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. You would say, excuse me? Sign me up. We're going to Glendale. 215-592-9494. I know Jalen Hurts is young. I know A.J. Brown is young, and he's going to be here for a while. I know Devontae Smith is young and just had a great season. And I trust Howie Roseman. So I don't think this thing falls off a cliff. But when you think about all the things that have gone their way this year, it is Super Bowl or bust. I don't think they'll ever have an opportunity like this again to, to be the number one seed with this, you know, with a group this good and have this group of quarterbacks. Like think about the AFC quarterbacks on that side, how difficult it is to get to that side of the bracket. And then think about the NFC. It reminds me of 2017. That team took advantage. They struck while the iron was hot. And guess what? The window closed on them really fast. I hope it doesn't close on this team, but it could. 215-592-949. If you always think there's more time, in the NFL there usually isn't. Look at that Seahawks team with Russell Wilson. They won in what, 2012, 2013 they won? And that was it. They never won again. They got back the next year and they lost. But they never won again. And that group was supposed to be a dynasty. There's, you can take nothing for granted in the NFL. Agree or disagree, it's Super Bowl or bust for this group because they're never going to have an opportunity like this again. You know, I I know there's some worry right now in Jalen's shoulder, but we had worry in 2017. I mean, heck, at this exact moment of the 2017 playoffs, we were debating on this radio station if Nick Foles could win a game. One! Nobody really thought with a straight face that the Eagles, as underdogs, entering a game against the Falcons, were going to go on to beat Brady three, four weeks later. Nobody thought that. So we've done this before. We've had a number one seed with some doubt. And that team, five years ago, took advantage of their opportunity. They won it. They brought a parade here. 
and it never happened again for that group. So I, I don't, I just can't subscribe to, well, their window's wide open, they're young, they got a long runway here, it'll happen eventually. I don't know that. You don't know that. This is their best shot. 215-592-9494. Super Bowl or bust for this Eagles team. Agree or disagree? Do you, do you feel that way? Because that, that's the way I feel. I mean, they don't have they don't have a coach or a quarterback that we are sure can do this for 10 or 15 years. If you if the Patriots back in their day, it was like, well, they got knocked out of the playoffs one year, they're back the next year. I I don't necessarily know that's this Eagles team. Tucker, what do you think on this? Super Bowl or bust? I mean, I do think the Eagles should be the favorite in the NFC, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's little evidence to prove that there's any team in the N- NFC. If the Eagles are playing up to what they're capable of, that that can beat them at home at Lincoln Financial Field. But if they don't make the Super Bowl, if they don't win the Super Bowl, I'm not necessarily concerned. I, I wouldn't leave with a, a bitter taste in my mouth and think that's it, blow it up, because you still have Nick Sirianni, who's a young coach, I think, figuring it out. You still have Jalen Hurts, who's a 24-year-old starting quarterback who even if you do have concerns about his durability moving forward still at least have four or five six years left of him in his prime Mm -hmm. before maybe it starts to go downhill and the injuries add up I look at this team and you're right like there's a lot of talent that's going to be leaving I think over half of their defensive snaps are going to be gone via free agency in the offseason you look offensively you might not have Jason Kelsey next season which will be a huge blow to this team but the same way we can talk about how the NFC could get better, it also could get worse, right? I mean, look at some of the teams that the Eagles were supposed to play this year that we thought were going to be good, right? Tennessee, Green Bay. The Eagles were thought to have a loaded schedule this season, and it turns out a lot of those teams fell off. I mean, who's to say when they go and play the Dolphins next year, they aren't 5-10 and 10 because the Dolphins absolutely stink, and they fired Mike McDaniel and brought in Sean Payton. Who's to say, you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't hurt and the Chiefs fell off a cliff or the Rams are, are still terrible? I think right now the way the Eagles are, I just look at their future and I look at the combination of Hurts and Sirianni. I think they're set up for success for a long time. And if they don't win this year, obviously it'll be disappointing because of, you know, just how close they are right now. But I wouldn't be concerned. I wouldn't blow the th- everything up because I think where they're positioned for 2023 and beyond is better than really any other NFC team. Well, that's a, you know I hope you're right on that. I hope you're right, but I've seen too many windows, including that Seahawks team, the Eagles back in the day. I've, I've seen windows close fast. We think they're open, they're often not as wide open. They open quickly, and I said this a year ago. I thought their window was opening to win a Super Bowl, but they also close quickly. You don't, you don't really don't. It's like it happens both ways pretty fast. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you hop aboard. Super Bowl or bust is how I'm heading into this postseason. The Eagles have to take advantage of this and. This year will not – as many good things that happen, if they don't win the Super Bowl or at least get to the Super Bowl, I will walk away saying it's a missed opportunity for this franchise. Agree or disagree? Steve is up on WIP. Hey, Steve. Yo. What's up, Steve? What's going on, man? How are you? Good, Steve. What are you thinking tonight? I'm thinking bus, Super Bowl bus. I agree. I don't think, you know, the way the team constructed that. They can do this thing. I don't think they're going to get 70 sacks again. I don't think that secondary is going to uh, get all those takeaways, be plus and minuses as they did this year. Uh, I don't think the defense is that great to win now, to be honest. you got teams like the 49ers that's killing it with their third-string quarterback. I don't think the Eagles are going to win, man. They, they don't look great. In 17, we looked decent. We looked like we was 
ready to win the Super Bowl. Well, no, but not, like not, a, not at the end of the season, Steve. I think we forget how much worry there was in the city entering the playoffs. The Eagles did not look ready to go nah, win the Super Bowl. we called him St. Nick. You don't remember? He was St. Nick. But, he, but, but, but Steve, that St. Nick stuff, half this town didn't think he was going to play well in the playoffs. Like, I think we forget how, how much worry there was about him entering the postseason. There was a lot. I mean, I mean, right, man. Yeah, I mean look, we, I think it's hard to remember now. And Steve, man, I appreciate it. Um, and I, I just – I love when we talk about the 49ers and their defense as if their schedule wasn't lighter than the Eagles and the Eagles didn't play just as well as them. Yards per play, Eagles were actually better than the 49ers this year. I mean, I, I the 49ers defense stuff just kind of – I roll my eyes. Like as if the Eagles defense didn't do d- didn't do similar things this year. Um, I, Tucker, I think people forget the re, the, what the – story and the conversation was about Nick Foles before the Atlanta game. There are legitimate questions as to whether or not they would start Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. I mean, D- Doug Peterson was literally asked at a press conference, if Nick Foles struggles, would you consider going to Nate Sudfeld? And to his credit, he said no. And he you know, expressed confidence in Nick Foles, which I'm sure helped him. But that wasn't like a laughed at question. No, I mean, Foles, I think, threw three touchdowns and they're winning against the Giants. I think they had one offensive touchdown against the, the Raiders on Christmas night. Right. And then they got shut out against Dallas. And obviously, I think he only played the first quarter of the or the first half of that game. But even going through the, the Atlanta game, they only put up, what, 15 points, 16 points? Mm-hmm. They, I think they had one touchdown drive in the second quarter, and that was it. The rest were, were, were field goals by Jake Elliott. I think we tend to think of Nick Foles as the guy who played against Minnesota and the Patriots, and then even the next year when he beat the Rams and Houston, I think on Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve that year. That was St. Nick. Like, that was the guy that we remember and we talk about. But there were some questionable performances in between those. Oh, a lot. And and there was not full confidence in that team heading into the postseason. I, rem- I remember it well. And, and they kind of built us up. And we got more and more confidence as the postseason went along. 215-592-9494. When you have an opportunity in the NFL like the Eagles have, it's it's one that at least personally, I, I think we'll, I'll have a bitter taste in my mouth when this season ends if they don't at least get to the Super Bowl because I don't know if it'll ever be as as lined up as it is right now. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, like, seriously, the big when I'm looking at predictions around, you know, Sports Illustrated, ESPN, whatever, the, the team that I see most common, if, if it's not the Eagles, is the are the Niners. Like, Brock Purdy is going to go for Mr. Irrelevant. Do you know how many rookie quarterbacks have made the Super Bowl? It'd be zero. And Mr. Irrelevant's going to do it? I know. I mean, like, that's – but that's the path. And and five years ago, the Eagles had a similar path. The number two seed five years ago was Case Keenum, a journeyman. And and he didn't come here and win. The Eagles took advantage of an incredible opportunity and kind of a – the stars aligned is, is the best way I could think of 2017. Now, they they had adversity, right? They lost their quarterback and their left tackle and their middle linebacker. They, they wasn't perfect, but they took advantage of the stars aligning. This team – the stars have aligned. They're the number one seed. Brock Purdy and Kirk Cousins are the two and three seed. They took advantage of a week's schedule. Next year, it's a way tougher schedule. They have the sweet spot of a rookie quarterback who's the 52nd highest paid quarterback in the league, and they built a super team around him, and he took a jump. This will never be like this again in Jalen Hurts' career. I'm looking at it and saying it's Super Bowl or bust. They have to win it this year. Because they won't have an opportunity like this again. 215 592 9494. We'll come back. Your phone calls. Ray Didinger, who we're all happy to have back given his takes during a playoff run. His thoughts on this. Hear what Ray had to say uh, about the Eagles taking advantage of this 
and and would he consider it in a way a Super Bowl or bust to make this season truly truly as special as it's been so far? Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Get your board on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. As we talk about Super Bowl or bust for the Philadelphia Eagles of 14-3, the number one seed. I mean, so much has lined up their way. And it's the kind of year where it was a special regular season. But that doesn't matter if they don't take advantage of this because this window won't stay open forever. And I don't believe they'll have an opportunity like this again quite like this for a long time. That's my take on it. How about Ray Dittinger on with John Clark and his podcast? Here's what he had to say about this team and what it means if they don't finish it off with a Super Bowl. It's not an overstatement to say that this was the best regular season in Philadelphia Eagles history, a history that goes back to 1933, by the way. Uh, But, you know, it won't mean anything if they don't finish the job. It won't mean anything if they don't finish the job. I agree. I mean, I, I look. It, that's that's the facts. It won't mean anything. Yes, it's a nice regular season. They accomplished a lot. Jalen Hurts became a franchise quarterback. There's certainly positives, major positives, to move forward with with this franchise. But it doesn't mean anything if they don't capitalize on a unique opportunity. I mean, they the Eagles could have a good year next year. They could be a good football team. Jalen could have a good year. And they could go eleven and six. I mean, like they go ten and seven. I mean, that's that's when you go fourteen and three. It's hard to replicate that. The schedule will be harder. And we know no team has won the NFC in back to back years in basically two decades. So it's going to be hard to replicate this. Let's let's grab Rob, who's in Williamson. Hey, Rob. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. You got it, Rob. What are you thinking tonight? All right. So first off, it's it's been how long? Three and a half weeks since Jalen Hurts got injured. Uh, yeah, I think it was December. What was the date on that? Uh, December thirteenth, maybe, maybe about a month now. When you kind of add it together. Okay, so have has anyone come up with a precise diagnosis of what he's had? I haven't heard anything precise. It, you know, initially it was just a, a sprain, and then I haven't really heard anything. You know, any prognostications 
about the injury. So the Eagles haven't been forthcoming, but um, I, I, remember, I remember that first weekend, uh, Rob, after the injury, like the next week when he wasn't playing. Uh, I think it was – I'm not sure which it was, Schefter or NFL Network, one of those guys. They came out with the information that it was an SC joint – injury which is kind of where the shoulder meets the collarbone that that's where he's that's where the his injury is oh i see okay well i have a dislocated collarbone myself but uh i can throw a football so it's going to be six weeks before this guy plays again and well I he mean, played but, know, but rob he, he played he just played the other day i mean he he, he played he threw the ball a little bit i mean he, he played half-heartedly but what i'm saying is he's going to He's going to be all out playing in six weeks. Don't you think six weeks is enough time to recover from something like that? Uh, I would think so. Um, but I, I, I mean, obviously, uh, here, my take, well, Rob, he, yes. I mean, when he got hurt, if why you would, is he still in, why is he still in pain? I heard, you know, while, you know, this is four weeks later. But I don't know. I mean, I mean, none of us know the answer to that. I mean, the, the one thing we do know back is from broken bones faster than that. But sprains can often linger way more than broken bones. Broken yeah. bones are actually, you know, easier to recover from in a way because they yeah, just I, heal. I got you. I got you. But, you know, when you break a bone, too, you also sprain and break, you know, sure. you tear a lot of ligaments around that bone. So are well. you just asking or are you like, do you have a theory on this? I don't know the answer. I no, don't know. I, I don't have a theory. I'm just saying I haven't heard any kind. Of, I, and I know they haven't been forthcoming. And if you listen to uh, Sirianni's press conference last week about whether he was going to play or not, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't help but think of the movie being there with Peter Sellers where he was the gardener and they called him Chauncey Gardner and he was like an idiot. But everything that he said was so simple, just like, oh, we're going to plant a, uh, plant a flower and it's going to grow, you know. And, and, and it was so profound that they thought he was a genius. Instead, he was, he was just like a moron. <laughs> and every time Sirianni talks, I think of that. Well, I mean, he's so, not. Yeah, he's not exactly the 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 world's best orator, Rob. We appreciate the phone call. I mean, I, I here's what I know about Jalen Hurts. He's there's no way they're just telling us he's in pain for the hell of it. He's obviously in pain, right? They they two weeks ago they said he was Superman and he heals faster and he could he could outrace anyone in the media. Which have you seen the people that cover the Eagles? And not not to knock anyone around here, myself included. But he of course he could beat us all in a race. Who do you think the fastest Eagles beat writer is? Fastest. Yeah, like if they all lined them up for a hundred yard dash, who would win? Well, we can ask Bo Wolf coming up at eight o'clock. He's going to join us. I mean, he seems right up his alley. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I don't know. I mean, I have some guesses on who might win among all Philadelphia sports media. Right? There's some people who maybe a little I would bit. disqualify former athletes too. Oh yeah, that's not fair. That's you, not fair. You got to be a regular schlub that just you know covers the game. Um, but as far as why, here's my guess, and I I don't know, but aren't there different degrees of sprains? We do this with ankles all the time, right? Grade one, grade two, grade three. Wasn't the hope and assumption when when Jalen Hurts hurt his his um his shoulder was a grade one sprain? I'm starting to think it wasn't a grade one sprain. Because, the, you know, from my Googling here, grade one SC joint sprains usually one to two weeks. So where are we now? How many days has it been since that injury? Uh, since the 18th of December? So we're talking about 13 and 12, like right? 25 days. 25 days. So we're, we're well past one to two weeks. So that would tell me he either had a grade two sprain or a grade three. I mean, I, that's, that's all my hypothesis on it. I don't know. I mean, he went out there and played last week. He didn't play like himself. I'm sure they were being cautious for a reason. But, but here's further on that stuff, right? Today they practiced. And I know Howard tried to downplay it. He didn't throw the football today. Jalen Hurts, the Eagles starting quarterback, who we're all counting on to play at a high level next weekend, didn't throw a football today in practice. My, you know, 
you want to take the optimistic view, you say it's, well, it's part of the rehab process, right? It's part of the, the, the doctor's plan to get him back to 100%. No throwing on Wednesday. Cool. But it's weird, isn't it? It's weird that the starting quarterback, who's not quote-unquote hurt, whatever you want to say he is right now, he's on his men, on the way back to 100%, couldn't throw a football today. So I don't have an answer on why he's he's still hurt, other than the sprain was likely worse than than we thought it was, or, or the, the perception was, at least. Jamal is in violent. Hey, Jamal. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good, Jamal. What are you thinking? No, I was just kind of piggybacking off of what you had said a little earlier. You were talking to a to a caller, and and I remember how scared all Eagle fans were. I believe it was the Raiders game. (laughs) Yes. Oh, they they barely scored in that game. Yeah, I mean, it was terrible. I mean, even me, myself, watched the game. I said, man, this this looks pretty bad. (laughs) Well, I mean, Jamal, it's funny. I was on filling in for the morning the next day, and that was the night they clinched the number one seed, and most people were not happy after they clinched the number one seed. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I would I would encourage people not to panic. We've been here before. I've seen the pessimism. Um, even a lot of people don't even remember. You know, I stay watching a lot of Eagle stuff. The the off season before we won the Super Bowl, Jeffrey Lurie actually came out and said, "This is not a championship team. We have a lot of holes on this team." So even he himself, in that off season before we won the Super Bowl, came out publicly and was talking about the holes on the team. Well, yeah, I mean that was not a that was not a team built to last for a long time, right? That that was kind of um, the stars aligned that year, Jamal. It all came together, and and credit to that team, they took advantage of it. Right, right. And this team needs to do the same because number one seeds and and it, this this kind of opportunity does not come around very often. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, brother Jamal. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate the phone call. Um, and yeah, I'm glad he brought that up because I think we forget. I think it's natural to kind of live in the moment and we remember the ending. You always remember the ending of the story, right? You always remember the end and, and how the story went and you kind of forget uh, the, kind of the chapters along the way. The, the end of the story in 2017 was, was the greatest football story this, this city's ever seen, a Super Bowl, Nick Foles. But there was bumpy patches along the way, the Carson injury, the way they played against the Raiders, the way they played against the Cowboys, that two weeks leading up to the playoff game, the trepidation in this town. We've been here before. Now we're, now we're doing it with a quarterback that has a shoulder injury. Then we were doing it with a quarterback that no one knew he could play. Like, if you lined up 100 people in, in five years ago, five years ago right now, and you said, do you have confidence Nick Foles is going to play well? I I'd, I'd be I think it'd be fake if if you found 50 people that said yes. I mean, it was more no than it was yes. And then we kind of could uh, lie to ourselves and say, yeah, he's going to play well. But no one knew that at the time. And we don't know what Jalen Hurts' shoulder here. We just we don't know what we're dealing with here and, and it, how close to himself he's going to be next su- Saturday or Sunday. We don't know until he gets out there and does it. Matt is up on WIP. Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going, brother? Good, Matt. What are you thinking? All right, um, I have a crazy theory that goes back to 2017. So if you would follow me for about a minute, okay, I think you'll understand. All right, so in 2017, I think that was nothing more than divine intervention. There's <laughs> no way with all the injuries and how the games played out that we should have won what we did. But in 2017... We had um, three unknown players, or not unknown, but, you know, uh, smaller players step up 
to help us out. In the very first game against the Falcons, it was Jalen Mills. Mm-hmm. And he somehow blocked the pass that Julio Jones catches 101 times out of 100 times. Well, it was, so, the, it was the goal line stand of a lifetime. I mean, it, that, the fact that they – I still don't know how they didn't score there. Neither do I. But like I said, divine intervention. So, in that second game against the Vikings, they messed with the Rocky statue. They shouldn't have done that. And what happened was, you know, they go down and they score that first touchdown to Rudolph and they feel real good about themselves. And then we have uh, Patrick Robinson, of all people. Pick six. Pick six. And then the entire game was different. Mm -hmm. And then in the Super Bowl, uh, everybody stepped up. But the most impressive to me was Corey Clement with the three touchdowns as a walk-on. Well, yeah, I mean, 100 yards receiving in the Super Bowl, which is ridiculous for a running back. I mean, just ridiculous. It's crazy. So, that was nothing more than divine intervention. Now, I believe that the Eagles have actually earned this playoff berth. And I believe we're going to have three standout players that a lot of people don't know about in, 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 in this series also. The first one... Uh, honestly, I don't know the order, but I can tell you one of them is going to be Avante Maddox. He is going to step up. He's going to have a huge interception somewhere. Well, he's got to get back on the field first. So he's going to get healthy and, and do it? Because he he's not healthy right now. I thought he just played last game. Oh, no. Avante Maddox has, hasn't played since the Cowboy game. He's in a walking boot right now. I mean, I hope, I hope if we're doing divine intervention, Matt, maybe he'll be healthy tomorrow. I'll take that. <laughs> All let's, right. Let's go. Fair enough. Uh, the other one is uh, Gardner-Johnson. He's going to make uh, a big play? Okay. And the last one in the Super Bowl is going to be his last play on, you know, as an Eagle. It's going to be Brandon Graham. Well, that's – I mean, Matt, that would be kind of serendipitous if we do that all over again, if Brandon Graham makes the play – to win the game there. Matt, I appreciate the phone call. I mean, that, that would be awesome if Brandon Graham goes out with another big play. Um, s- sometimes, I mean, look, anything that wins a championship is going to have some sort of moments that you feel are kind of luck, right? Like the, the Patriots had that catch by Julian Edelman in the year they beat the Falcons. So speaking of the the, uh, the Jalen Mills play, I, I guess it's five years ago tomorrow is, uh, is the, the moment. It was five years ago this week that the Eagles hosted the Falcons, the first playoff game of the run in 2017. Here's that play Matt was just talking about. Jalen Mills covering Julio Jones, the goal line stand that propelled the Eagles to the NFC Championship game. The game put line on this. The Falcons break from the hollow. Jones wide right. Where is Julio? Sanu. In the slot, lone receiver to the left, Ryan, with Coleman to his left, Ryan rolls, Ryan pumps, Ryan is throwing it up in the air, incomplete, incomplete, and Taylor for Jones, incomplete, and the Eagles take over on downs with 58 seconds left. Just listening to that, I... I I kind of am brought back to how intense that game was. I don't believe anyone was ever up in that game. It was a low-scoring game. I don't think anyone was ever up by more than, what, a, a, a score? I mean, I can't imagine it was ever a two-score game. Uh, Falcons went up 3 nothing. Eagles went up 6-3. Missed an extra point, I guess? They missed an extra point. 
Uh, Falcons went up 10-6. Eagles cut it to 10-9 right before the half. Right. And then Jake Elliott made two short field goals, one in the third, one in the fourth, to make it 15 It was a very intense game. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just because we have some unsurety about, you know, unsure moments about this team. You know what I pictured as I, I heard that highlight? I pictured a similar moment next weekend with Mike Evans not coming down with a pass and the Eagles finishing off the Bucks. I hope it's not that close. I hope I'm not kind of spurring on here a very close game against the Buccaneers next weekend. But I just, I kind of felt that as I watched. Could we see something again next weekend with a close NFC division round game? But that game was very intense. I mean, that was, it felt like any play could have swung the game. Like one big play on either side could have swung the game. And um, I still don't know how Julio Jones didn't catch the ball. Tiger, didn't it feel like that ball hung in the air for five minutes? You know, we I've kind of used this exercise a few times the last couple of days. If, if I had told you the Eagles only needed to beat Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy to go to the Super Bowl, you would have taken it. If you had told a Falcons fan all you needed to do was have Julio Jones jump up and catch a two-yard touchdown pass over Jalen Mills, they'd take that 100 times out of 100. Of course they would. I mean, <laughs> there's no question. Willie is up on WIP. Hey, Willie. How are you doing, Joe? Good, Willie. How are you? I Yes, I'm doing good. Um. This is what's in my mind, like you were explaining earlier. Well, it's something we have to worry about because um, I think we got the best passing defense in the NFL, number one sacks. Mm-hmm. So then they had that back in 2017. And now it's like a little more different, more, you know, they earned a spot. They're 14-3. I don't know if should be coming back. The thing, he was limited when he was playing the Giants game just because he played a little poor. I mean, with the Giants game, he was probably limited in some kind of plays. But I think he's going to be better when he, when he played whether it's Tampa or the Dallas, wherever it is. We can be intimidated. We just got to play him. We got home field advantage. And that's the – they earned that spot. And I think they'll go to the Super Bowl. Well, they I mean, they, they certainly earned it, Willie. There's no question about that. They earned it. And yeah. now, now they have to take advantage of it because these opportunities don't yeah. come around every day. Yeah, I got one question. When is um, Lane Johnson coming back? So, and Willie, he was at practice today. Willie, we appreciate the phone call. I mean, he was out there kind of off to the side rehabbing the way it was described. We'll talk to Bo Wolf coming up at 8. He was at practice today covering it. Um, I mean, I I think Lane Johnson is, quote-unquote, back. He's You know, the plan is he's going to start at right tackle next weekend. I am interested next week, you know, and I agree with what Howard said last hour on this stuff. Like, th- these practices this week, doesn't it feel like this is just like to keep a rhythm? Like to make sure they're not just sitting around a week. I mean, I don't think this week of practice is anything more than just get out there and do some stuff. I mean, Jalen today didn't throw a football. A.J. Brown was had a calf sleeve on and wasn't practicing. He said he's fine. Lane off to the side. You know we're going to have a feel about what the lineup's going to look like for next Saturday or Sunday when they practice for real next week, next Wednesday? Like next Wednesday, you know, when they are out there, is Lane Johnson standing at right tackle with the first-team offense? Well, then I feel good he's going to play, you know, he's going to start the game and we're, we're all systems go on the offensive line. If he's still off to the side and it's Jack Driscoll, then I don't feel as good. Now, Lane got hurt on Christmas Eve. That's when he, it was the Cowboy game. So he doesn't have, he hasn't had quite as much time as, you know, he's a week behind Hertz on the, you know, when did he get hurt scale? So by the time, by the time that uh, the game is played, it'll be about five weeks for Lane Johnson to be back. I just, I don't know if we're going to know with Lane until he like the game starts. I, I'm sure he's not injured yet anymore right now. I'm sure they're being cautious with what he's doing. His rehab, I'm sure, is helping him feel better. But that's just the kind of injury where he'll have a smile on his face in the first snap. Will he have a smile on his face the last snap? I don't know. 
And what's worrisome is my plan B would be having Jordan Mailata play right tackle and Andre Dillard filling in left tackle because at that point you do have your five best healthy offensive linemen on the field. But if you're spending the whole week anticipating Lane Johnson to play, you know who's not getting snaps at right tackle? It's Jordan Mailata, right? Like if Lane Mm -hmm. Johnson tries to play and it sure seems like he's going to and he expects to be out there next weekend, I think if he goes down, if he decides he can't make it through, if he can't tough it out, which still him even trying, I think is commendable based on what we know about his injury. It's going to be Jack Driscoll at right tackle. Like you completely skip over the chance or the ability to have Jordan Mailata and Andre Dillard right tackle. Yeah, it's not going to happen because they, they need they need time to implement that, and they haven't they haven't done that. Obviously, Jason is up on WIP. Hey, Jason, what's going on? Hey, Jason, what's on your mind? What are you thinking? Well. When you were talking about Jalen Hurts earlier, and you were talking about it's kind of weird, and actually what you just said probably kind of cleared it up. If everybody else was kind of taking a slow day and just kind of taking a low day and kind of going through the rhythm of practice, that makes more sense, I think, than anything else. But I had a question about during the game. Because am I wrong? I mean, I didn't get to watch the whole game, but I was kind of watching highlights, unfortunately, and I had to work. But didn't he get, did he get sacked? Two times in that game? He did. Um, and from my memory of them, Jason, they were kind of awkward sacks where... Wasn't one of them, like, really awkward? Because, like, it didn't seem like the second guy coming in went after his shoulder? A little bit. And I and on both of them, he just... He was I, trying to protect himself. Totally, so he yeah. He, he acted differently than I've ever seen him uh, on the field. And what I mean by that is it was... It was in his mind. Like anytime pressure came, he got rid of the ball. And when this, and you know, he definitely J- changed after the sack. Oh yeah, and and he's usually I I've noticed since he became the starting quarterback, he, when pressure's coming and he can make a throw, he stands tall and still makes a throw, and he gets popped, and he's okay with it. He yeah. wasn't willing to do that this past Sunday, and that might have been by direction from the coaches and trainers, but it was sure. noticeable. But it's kind of one of those things you can't. It's got to be in the back of your mind. I mean. Of yeah, so that's kind of yeah. That was my only point. I mean, but then again, maybe. But he did in the same thing, in the same breath. He had one beautiful throw during the game, um, where he kind of launched it, if I'm not mistaken. He did right? to AJ Brown. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't yeah. noticed. Beautiful. Right? I haven't. Yeah, you're right. I haven't noticed either in the game he was actually hurt, like the Bears game, or this past when he played. I haven't noticed the, him actually throwing the ball being a problem. It's just like one, he doesn't want to run and get hit. And two, he doesn't want to get hit and sacked, but he hasn't had trouble actually throwing it, which is good. Well, I guess my final thing on it, uh, it from the uh, it's uh, of course everybody wants to uh, microanalyze what the possible negative thing is going to be. So let's look at the positives, right? Mm-hmm. We know he's a winner. We know he's uh, he's he's bred. He's you know he's a thoroughbred through Alabama. Through it. we know he's got that mentality whether they're calling it Mamba, I appreciate that. He's one of my favorite basketball players. But he definitely has this mentality that something's good, something's brewing here. And, and I think, you know, I don't want to be too optimistic, but uh, leaving it at that, I think there's something really good brewing here. Yeah, and he has an if factor about him, Jason. That's for sure. I mean, I, I appreciate the phone call. Um, he has the, the it factor uh, about him. That is clear. I mean, we, I, I've noticed that from early on in his career. He has something very, very unique about him that um, that I, I just don't think a lot of quarterbacks have. I, a lot of quarterbacks don't, don't have what he has. 
Yeah, and yeah, and how about this? So I, I think this kind of lends to that. So we know Sirianni mentioned on the press conference um, earlier this week when he spoke that on Monday it was supposed to be an off day. The players were supposed to have off. And, and Hertz kind of requested to hang out with Sirianni and watch film. Well, today, Jalen Hurts in the locker room, when they weren't asking about his shoulder, they actually went and circled back to that. Here's what Hertz said about his decision, why he told Nick, like, hey, we got, we got to come in and watch film on Monday. Here's, here's uh, Jalen Hurts. Nick, Nick said that he tried to give everybody the day off on Monday, but you wanted to come in and watch film anyway. Yeah. Why, why was that important to you? Yeah, I think Miss uh, Sirianni gave me a hard time about that one. Uh, <laughs> And his, and his kids, but um, I told him we had business to tend to. So, um, again, you know, we, we have an opportunity of a lifetime. And, um, you know, every year we, we get to do this. You know, I was talking about um, to the team, um, to the offense. I don't remember who it was, but, you know, obviously this past week has been a very um, crazy week in the NFL and across the world, given um, the circumstances that happened on that Monday night game and, you know, there's so much we have to be thankful for and grateful for and the opportunities that we have. Um, why not give it your all while you can? Because you never know when it can, could be done. So um, so much to be thankful for. So I want to I wanna get a game, everything I have. Well, you know, that's the one thing I think, no matter where his career goes, no matter where you were on the Jalen Hurts debate a year ago, here's one thing we could all agree on. He's going to get every ounce of... He has. He's going to give this city and this franchise every ounce he has. I mean, it is. I mean, that perspective, the Demar Hamlin thing, kind of in his head. I mean, I didn't even think of that. But just like, hey, these opportunities are rare. I'm going to give every waking minute I have to try to make this run, this team, this year as good as it could be. I mean, it, it goes to. It, I, I think his mentality is similar to the way I feel about this team. Like, hey, we got to take advantage of this. We, if if we can spend an extra afternoon watching film, if that makes us a little bit better for that first playoff game, let's do it. I love that. I absolutely love that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. More from Jalen Hurts next hour. We'll get back to the discussion here about Super Bowl or bust. I believe it is for this group. It has to end at a Super Bowl because this is their best opportunity they may have ever have with Sirianni and Hurts. And we'll chat with Bo Wolf of the Athletic. Is he concerned about Jalen Hurts' shoulder? What did he notice at practice today? And which matchup does he think would be best and worst at a wildcard weekend for the Eagles next weekend? We'll discuss with Bo coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.